Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 55, Anticipating Obstacles. This is so fitting for right now because we are getting our second COVID shot tomorrow, (laughs) which is very exciting. Yeah. And you're going away for a retreat. So we didn't know when we'd be able to do this if, because I mean, you were kind of tired after the first shot. We didn't know if you'd be out of commission before you go on a retreat. So we wanted to anticipate all those obstacles Mm -hmm. and get this recording done ahead of time. Nicely done. If you're tired after the first shot, does that mean you're going to have a bigger reaction to the mRNA second shot or a smaller reaction? Do you know off the top here? I guess we'll find out tomorrow. I am not training to be that kind of doctor. Oh. So, uh, sorry, you're going to have to direct that. What kind of doctor are you doing again? Economics. What, what's your name again? Uh, you can just call me wife. Let's wife? just leave it at that. Yeah. Oh, because we're married. That's what I hear. It's okay. the word on the street. Interesting. All right, I'll have to look into what this whole marriage thing is that we agreed to. But in the meantime, we're here to talk about obstacles other than marriage. So we we spend a lot of time talking about habits that we should form on the podcast. We've talked about exercise. We've talked about... What else have we talked about? We've just talked about a lot of productivity habits. Actually, the last couple of episodes, episode number 53 and 54, we walked you through our all-time top 10 favorite productivity habits. But as you're on the way to forming a habit, and even after you have formed the habit itself, you're bound to find a few things that get in the way of it. And so when we we were brainstorming this idea for a podcast episode, I thought back to an interview that I conducted. Man, it it was actually quite some time ago, almost a decade ago, whenever this book came out. The book is called The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business by Charles Duhigg. And I interviewed him a while back for a New Year's guidebook that I wrote. We can link to it in the show notes. It's nowhere close to New Year's, but I, I think you might find it a bit helpful. And I asked him, what is the one thing that he wished people knew about habits that prevents them from becoming successful at them? And he had an answer at the very, very top of his mind, and that was anticipating obstacles. You know, These obstacles that arise when we're trying to form a habit or after we have formed one that we can anticipate coming up in the future that are completely avoidable when we deal with them ahead of time. And examples of these abound. They're in different categories like whether we want to make a budget, whether we want to eat more healthfully, whether we want to get fit. There's stuff that gets in the way of all these things. Yeah. And a lot of these are very easy to plan ahead for, right? I mean, there's that old saying that if you fail to plan... You don't remember it. (laughs) You don't remember it. No. 
I do. If this you fail like, to plan, you plan to fail. That's it. It's so easy because you just have to flip the, the words, <laughs> wife. I, I, I immediately thought like, oh my goodness, did I start it the wrong way? No, I didn't. Okay. It's if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? Something like that. And the idea is that if you just put in a little work ahead of time to try to anticipate the things that could lead to some kind of failure in whatever you're trying to achieve, um, if you don't do that, though, then what you're trying to achieve just won't happen. So if you put in yeah. a little bit of time, you can avoid these kinds of hiccups. And this is low-hanging fruit, too, that makes habits infinitely more likely to stick. It's not as if you have to totally restructure your life. It's as simple as a calendar glance. It's as simple as just looking at what's ahead, whether it's weather, whether it's time, whether it's the environment that you're going to be inside of, things that might get in the way. Yeah, I think a really good example of some of this is something as simple as trying to stick to a budget, right? Mm. I mean... This is something that you can very easily start anticipating a lot of big expenses, right? You know that you have some kind of regular and semi-regular expenses. I know one of the things that I would categorize as like semi-regular that fits in this kind of space is running shoes. Like oh. I'm a pretty regular runner, which means I need to replace my running shoes you every like few to months. Run? Shocker. It's like you don't even know I'm me. I'm learning so much about you today. Like who I am. Wife. Yeah, but exact, I think this is an example of one of those semi-regular purchases that can very easily be forgotten when you're putting together a budget of how much you spend every month. Yeah. But if you actually just look about, and at your habits, look at your spending habits in the past, it's something very easy to identify. Another yeah. big example of this is major events, right? I mean, this is something you can anticipate for. Save the date cards for weddings come out almost a year in advance most times. So Yes, they do. And birthday are very uh, predictable. Mm -hmm. How about that? They happen every year on the same day. That's what I hear. These are all things that are very easy to anticipate because they're so regular, right? Yeah. Or so so far in advance that you can plan for them ahead of time. So they don't need to derail any kind of budget that you're working towards. Yeah. And we also have Apple events on the list here because I've been known to, I'm a bit of a tool when it comes to to those events and buying the things that they announce. A little lemming is what that's called. Oh, yeah. yes. Just running off that apple cliff. Yeah, correct, wife. But we also have healthy eating on the list here. And th this is a habit that I think a lot of people have, especially after gaining their COVID-19 during the pandemic. And we can easily anticipate gatherings if that's something that your country is in a position to do right now. We all seem to be dancing with one another with what's allowed and with uh, what is permissible. Uh, but it could be gatherings that you have upcoming, socially distant gatherings, perhaps. It could be meals out, celebrations, uh, your food supply at home, how much food you have and whether you're going to run out. Um, often capturing a list of what can get in the way of a new habit as you endeavor to uh, create that habit, you can get rid of a lot of roadblocks and also a lot of resistance ahead of time. You know, that food supply at home is such a, it, it's kind of like if you want to have a habit to run, you can lay out your clothes for the following morning, the night before. Uh, if you want to eat more healthfully, and the food in the fridge is already prepared. You have this big cut-up bowl of veggies that you can just pick away at throughout the day. You're probably less likely to order Uber Eats when you get hungry throughout the day. So we're going to talk about some ways to 
think about putting together this list and some some tips on how you can actually mm. start to develop your list of how you can anticipate obstacles. Obviously, coming up with the things that are going to be a problem is is a little bit challenging. So we're going to break yeah. down how you can do that in a little bit more of a structured way. Mm. But I think we wanted to go through a couple more examples. So we've talked mm. about um, examples around budgeting, around healthy eating. I think fitness is another good example of that, right? Where there are so many obstacles that could come yeah. up when you're trying to do some kind of healthy fitness routine or exercise routine. Yeah, well, what, one thing that longtime listeners will know uh, of course, it's hard to see because it's the podcast. It's just how muscular I am. <laughs> just the this sheer extent to which you know you encounter me in person. It's just a wall of of man. It's just a big wall of man, and you'll you'll know it when you see it. And, and part of this is having. What's with that smirk? I don't know what that smirk is, but I'll I'll move on. Uh, I I need fitness, not not only just for the physical benefits, which are great, you know, for the heart, for just just how how good you feel too. Uh, the mental benefits of exercise, I need that. I, I kind of just need to throw weights around wherever I go in order to relieve stress and maintain this this chiseled physique that I have. And so, one thing that I have. I'm kidding, by the way, If in case this is your first episode. Oh, God, I hope this isn't your first episode. Go back. Go back and listen to, to this from the beginning. You'll, you'll get the inside jokes. But one of the things that I do, I have a default pack list that I use whenever I travel. And so I use a, an app called Text Expander, which you enter a little snippet of text, and it expands that snippet to some text that you predefined. In this case, I have everything that I could ever pack on a trip. And so I go through, I remove the items that uh, are not relevant to a particular trip, if it's a business trip or a retreat, a personal trip, whatever. Um, and one of those things on that list, on that pre-flight checklist, so to speak, is to look at what obstacles might get in the way of the habits that I have. Uh, the fitness routine, I make sure there's a gym at whatever hotel I happen to stay at. And if there isn't, I modify my uh, workout Let's call it a regimen. Uh, so, so as to accommodate that, maybe doing some weights before leaving on the trip and more cardio workouts when I get there, like a run, maybe extra walking. And weather is a really good example of that too. Weather gets in the way of fitness habits as well. And just looking through the weather for the week ahead, maybe when you do your daily review, which we've talked about recently, that can be a really nice habit to get into. Plan out your habits for the week because that makes you so much more likely to stick with them. Yeah, exactly. If you're planning on going for a run three days from now, you may want to just do a quick scan of the weather to make sure it's not going to be pouring rain or, or maybe you're into running in the rain. It's kind mm. of lovely actually, but maybe just not like hailing or snowing or 50 degrees like it is in parts of Canada right now. Do you like running in the rain? I actually do. Running do outside yell? in the rain. Do you yell to get all, all your you know, inner turmoil out? I, I don't think so. But hmm. I mean, we're not made of sugar. Running in the rain is kind of lovely. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. People are so afraid of rain, but yet they shower every morning. Yeah, it's. I mean, unless yeah. you're, unless there's a risk of slipping, yeah, I don't usually stop running and just because it's raining. So types of obstacles. You had a good time breaking these down. Yeah, I think it, it's not very... I think it's helpful to... To come up with a very structured way of oh. trying to approach this, right? I mean, like if you're trying to anticipate <laughs> obstacles, one it, might say, 
Maybe, but I think it's just hard to anticipate things, right? These are kind of like the black swans. Like, mm. what do you think is going to derail you? If you're presented with that question without any kind of structure, it's hard to know where to start. So when you're thinking about an obstacle to a particular habit, like say you're trying to eat better, um, I think, or or budget better or work out more. Yeah. Um, I think there are kind look of like two- Thor. Look like Thor. If that's your goal. Not uh, fat Thor. Not <laughs> No, fit Thor. Fit Thor. Um, but I think there are kind of two categories of obstacles that come up, mm. right? There are like time-based obstacles and environmental obstacles. So time-based being something on the calendar, environmental being just some situation. Yeah, basically something that, a condition that needs to be met within your environment. So whether that's a mm. person that needs to be there, um, a, a, a tool you actually need, the some kind of condition that needs to be met for you to be able to do what you want to do. Yeah, um, and that kind of goes to the different cues for habits in the first place. Uh, going back to that conversation with Charles Duhigg, he mentions in the book these five different things that can trigger a habit. And if you're looking at the environment that you have, uh, sometimes one of these might need to be true. Uh, a certain time of day uh, for some of these habits, a certain place that you need to be in at, uh, the presence of certain people, a particular emotion, or a preceding behavior that has been ritualized. Uh, so the weather might be a good example of uh, of a condition that might need to be true for you to go for a run. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, the weather is definitely one. Um, having a lot of meetings right after, mm. like for example, I used to, when, when we had an uh, office to go to every day. I used to go uh, for runs during my lunch, like during a lunch break or something. Um, and one of the things that I would need to be aware of is a, not only environmental factors, like what the weather was like and making sure I had all the equipment that I would need, but also making sure that I didn't have meetings right after that I didn't want to be all sweaty and red-faced for yeah, it. Yeah. So, I mean, there are kind of two things that you need to be keeping in mind, both time-based and environmental obstacles. Mm -hmm. So, when it, when you're trying to think about environmental obstacles that come up, I think the helpful thing to do here is imagine you wanted to do that thing right now. What conditions would you need mm. to be able to do to do that thing? So, if you had to go for a run right now. Yeah, exactly. If you wanted to go for a run right now, what would you need? You yeah. would need good uh, good weather, right? Yeah. Or weather that you're willing to run in. Um, <laughs> you would need to have the time. So you need to make sure you have at least a half an hour, an hour, however much time you want to run. And that's a big thing for travel mm -hmm. is if you have to catch a plane, you, you really have to plan ahead yeah. and often even schedule these habits into your calendar so they don't fall to the ground. Yeah, exactly. So you need to make sure you have enough time planned for the thing you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and also make sure you have all the equipment. So Because if know you don't, plan, you plan to fail. If you fail to plan, if you, you, plan, fail, yeah. you plan to fail. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> um, but And then the other thing is obviously like the equipment. If mm -hmm. we're, we're going to continue with the running example, that you need to have your running shoes, you need to have your hair oh. elastics. There have been so many times that I didn't plan ahead and I would get to campus and realize I didn't have hair elastics, mm. which is intensely frustrating because I hate running with my hair down and... I'm, so basically just don't go for a run because I'm missing a tiny little you elastic. You feel more free? Oh, no, you, you don't know the pain. You're not mm. a real Thor. No, <laughs> no, I have a reasonable haircut. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, these are just some ways of approaching environmental obstacles that might come up. Think about what would need to happen for you to do that thing and make sure 
those obstacles aren't going to be problems when you're actually trying to do something in the future. And most of the things that you can anticipate ahead of time, actually, I don't know if I want to say that. I'd say many of the things that you can anticipate are situational. And so, you know, you're flying somewhere and when you're flying, you can't really work out on the plane unless you want people to look at you kind of weird. I've done yoga on so many planes. You have no idea. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. What are these planes that you're flying on that that you have room? On a bunch of uh, transatlantic flights for like a lot of the work I've done in, in, in Africa, I will sometimes have like eight or 12 hour flights depending on where I'm flying through. And there's no way I'm going to sit for that long. So I'll just yeah. go to the back of the plane and do a little yoga. You'll be surprised how many people are back there doing it. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, Is there a teacher? Nope. You just do a little <laughs> stretching. It's great. Uh, so pro tip, back when planes are, when planes become a thing again, yeah. you can do yoga at the back of the plane and not be in anybody's way. So most most of them, would you say most are situational? Yes, I think so. But there are some that are more of a temptation. Great lead-in. So I think there are, you can kind of think of obstacles as, yeah, most will be situations, but some could also be a temptation. I think mm. one, if we're going to continue with a running example, I mean, you might be tempted, for example, to skip the run because your friend invites you to have lunch or something. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, you can either try to make sure you go for the run before that becomes an option, right? Plan ahead, make the time that you go for a run, um, avoid that kind of problem from coming up in the first place. Um, Another good example is um, if you're trying to eat better. I know uh, one little thing that I used to do is if I knew I was going to be on campus really late or if I was going to be on campus for a long day and I knew I would be a bit tired, I would intentionally not bring my wallet to campus because Mm. I knew that I wouldn't have my credit cards (laughs) or my debit cards and I wouldn't be able to buy food on campus because there were no healthy food options Mm. on campus. Um, So that would be something I just wouldn't do if I knew that I was going to be on campus for a long time and was trying to eat better. Yeah. And when you just eliminate the option. Yeah, exactly. So think about temptations that you might run into the process of doing something uh, that would prevent you from doing the thing you actually want to do. All right. So we got time-based obstacles. So things that you can see ahead on your calendar. And then we have environmental obstacles. So a certain place you'll be in if you're working out of the office one week, then working from home the next, for an example. And then the obstacles themselves can be either a temptation or a situation that you find yourself in, which is more likely with the things that you're able to anticipate. Because it's hard to anticipate what your temptations might be. Yeah, exactly. So of those two types, maybe we can start with environmental. How do we deal with Something like that. I mean, I think a lot of this is just planning ahead, right? I mean, we've talked about basically, you've thought about all of the conditions now that you would need to do the thing, Um, whether it's running, whether it's budgeting Mm -hmm. or sticking to a budget. I think budgeting is actually one of those cases where temptations might be a bigger problem than the situation itself. Although not bringing your wallet is definitely a good way to avoid the situation entirely. But that said, I I do think like thinking ahead and identifying these to plan uh, an alternative strategy is probably mm. the best the best way to mitigate some of these things, right? Whether that's by making sure you have all the right equipment, making sure you've thought about what you will say if you're presented with a temptation that you want to avoid. I know a common one is if people invite you for meals or invite you to um, eat or drink more than you want to, right? Mm. Um, having an, a response saying like, oh, I'm not drinking tonight. That's a common one I do because when I'm not hoping to drink at a social occasion, um, having a response kind of canned in your mind for how you're going to answer the temptations is helpful. Yeah. And for the time and calendar ones, 
that that one's a bit easier. You just kind of look through your calendar, <laughs> look at what meetings you have coming up, look at what deadlines you have coming up. Maybe look through the projects list if that's something that you keep. Look at the trips you have coming up. If trips are a thing in your world right now, uh, look through the occasions, the celebrations that you have coming up as well, because. When you accommodate these things ahead of time, it is so infinitely easier to fit your habits into what routine you're going to be having. Yeah, and I think when you're thinking about time-based obstacles, really think about how each of these things could present an obstacle, right? I mean, even just something as simple as a deadline. So you Mm. know that you have to submit a big report on Friday. That's probably going to mean that you're going to be busier than usual all week or at least the Thursday and the Wednesday ahead of time, right? Depending on how you've planned out your week. So you know you're going to be busier on those days. Maybe that's not the day that you plan a half marathon training training race, right? Um, So just think ahead about what the time-based pressures actually mean. What If Mm -hmm. there's a birthday coming up, that probably means you're A, going to have plans on a weekend, but you're also going to have to pay more for some kind of present, right? If you know there's weddings coming up, you know that there's going to be a bachelorette party, there's Mm. going to be gifts, there's going to be all these other expenses that come along with it. Um, So really think, uh, take take the time to think about what all these time-based obstacles actually mean. There might be multiple levels of impact on on the things that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And usually it's as simple as looking through your calendar to, to identify them, but do mind that as you become better at this skill, that it becomes more of an art than a science to, uh, mm-hmm. to ensure that you can pave the path so that you don't have any road, roadblocks, bumps, or obstacles coming up. And one other thing to mind, and this is something that I mind, especially when I travel, is time is one thing to look at, but one other thing that's just as essential is energy. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're traveling all day, you're probably not going to want to train for that half marathon to use your example. Uh, so accommodate that and maybe take it easy on yourself. It's a nice way of just being kind to yourself too, while making sure you account for your habits uh, around how much energy you're going to have. And uh, of course, attention in addition to time and energy is an ingredient to consider. So Back in the day when I used to travel to give talks at various places in person and not over Zoom, very, very exotic uh, to, to do, yeah, uh, seeing and speaking to other people in, in person, in the flesh. Uh, attention was often a rare commodity I found during periods like that. So, uh, you know, when you're about to give a big talk in front of a large group of people and you're getting paid to do so, it, it's, it can be hard to think about other things like writing a book, like reading research papers, like focusing on things that require a deep level of concentration. And so there are often times when, because of the demands of your current situation or the environment or the time that you're going through, you might have a bit less attention to give to the world around you. So do keep that in mind, uh, the constraints that surround your time, your energy, your attention. And often anticipating obstacles is just a matter of looking through your calendar again, just to find these things and think, oh, I have that trip. That is definitely going to get in the way of something that I want to accomplish. You can have it all in that way. You get the experience that you have scheduled or that has ended up on your calendar. You get to enjoy the bachelor party, and you also get to keep your uh, habits to drink a bit less when you plan ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. I think really at the core of this, it comes down to thinking about 
the time obstacles by looking through your calendar, what's coming up in your in your life and in yeah. your day, um, and also thinking about the obstacles, like the physical obstacles that might be in the in the way of of something, and that could be temptations too that you can kind of plan ahead for. Um, and a, some of this also comes down to experience, right? And like thinking yeah. about what your obstacles actually are and where they come from. So this could be any kind of data you have on yourself, whether it's a journal, whether it's looking back in your time logs, or or, or seeing how you actually use your time. Collecting data on what the sources of your obstacles are in the past might give you a better sense of how to p- prevent them in the future. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Obstacles. Easier to deal with ahead of time than after the fact. Yeah. Keep that in mind as you form the new habits that we've been talking about. So finishing up, becomingbettershow.com is where you can... Uh, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends, leave a review. Uh, We have some podcast postcards going out very, very shortly. If you want to be in that batch, we're going to sign them. We're going to mail them right to you. Uh, Email me a screenshot when you leave the review, chris at alifeofproductivity.com. I will be sure to personally mail you one of these beautifully designed things that I'm holding in my hand right now. We hope you have a wonderful week. Anticipating any obstacles that might be laid down in your path. And we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Bye.